What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the show. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So today, uh, something very special is happening. Obviously, you see, yes, I have a new background. Uh, you didn't know that one before. And it is representative of what actually our conversation is today about. Today, we'll talk about expansion. Expansion in all kinds of directions. And our, uh, well, my, my guest today is somebody very special and somebody super amazing. In fact, uh, somebody I have just recently had the privilege to, uh, well, film. Uh, for a product, a program for coaches, where she was teaching uh, coaches how to really elevate their money game. And not only that, um, she is an amazing speaker, uh, has spoken on some of the biggest stages in the world, including uh, Tony Robbins stage and other stages that you would not believe. Uh, she has generated a ridiculous amount of stuff for her clients, including 330 million in revenue. Plus more, in fact, I think it has grown since we spoken last time. And not only that, but she's also especially here uh, to help, you know, uh, people become more conscious with, with uh, themselves, with their money and with the people around them. And uh, I'm really super excited because uh, she is a powerhouse of absolutely like un unparalleled. Uh, and I, I can't wait to introduce her to you. So please welcome uh, Alison Bird. Alison, welcome to the show. So glad to have you. What's up, Toma? I'm so excited to be here. I love sharing time, energy, space with you. You are one of the most lighthearted, witty, uh, intelligent, brilliant, focused, dedicated leaders, and you just bring joy wherever you are. So I'm excited to play. Wow, that was awesome. I did not see that coming, guys. Uh, thank you for that. Um, Let's start a little bit with with your story because uh, you know there's something really special about uh, the way how how you got where you're at. Like I've I've given people somewhat of an idea of of what you've created, uh, and I'm betting this is why people will also watch this particular show um, is because to some extent they'll you you know want some either more money in your life or something is up with your money or something else is bothering you that has in some you know, distant relationship to do with money, whatever it is, right? And so this conversation might in some shape or form be attached to the money idea. And I wanted just to ask you, how did you actually even get into the path of, hey, money is my thing? Uh, you know, how, where did that even start? Yeah, I think that people teach the thing that they need to learn the most. And I grew up in scarcity and scarcity it is a core wound that I suffered deeply. And so I didn't have money. So I was constantly looking for money, but the way that I grew up, the way that it was discussed, money was either this far off object or it was something that had to be criminally obtained um, or, it was qualified for someone else, not for me. So I felt for myself, like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, I was incredibly frustrated and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. You know, um, 2023 Allison is very different than 15 year old Allison who didn't have 15 cents or 20 cents to catch the bus to go to school. And that eventually impacted me in such a devastating way that I dropped out. I hated that I woke up feeling not provided for. I woke up not having money for breakfast, not having money to take the bus to school. Then if I did get the bus driver to let me take the bus, then when I got there, now I had to navigate the waters of trying to 
get food there. And it was challenging, Toma. And I did not want that for myself anymore. And so I started to seek, how could I receive more? And I thought I needed to learn money management. But the breakdown was I didn't have any money to manage. <laughs> so I kept, I kept looking for books that were, you know, abundance wasn't a conversation at the time. Hmm. People were not like, you can have more than enough. And let me say it this way. This is a better way to say it. Oh, thank you, spirit. A better way to say it is I was not yet in the space where humans were discussing that. And so for the human that's listening right now, you may listen to some points that I share five minutes from now and want to feel bad. Don't feel bad. You just got to where you're able to hear these things and get access to this information. When you get access to information like this, it's a God wink. It's a sign. You've been obedient to the whispers in your own heart. You've been trusting your own path. You've been finding your self-assurance then that opens access to more information, more teachers, more global um, awareness that will shift and shape how you lead your life. And that's what began to happen for me. And it's been awe-inspiring every step of the way. Right. Wow. Uh, that's that's amazing. And I love that you speak to that because uh, I actually... I'm pretty sure, I'm not entirely sure, but I think some people who follow me do, in fact, belong to the newer generation, uh, you know, Gen Z and the, who is just literally getting out of school or just starting university or just finishing university. Anybody who's basically currently saying, hey, I've heard uh, this investing thing is pretty cool, but I have nothing to invest with, uh, right? And so I love that you share that because it sounds like, uh, yeah, we've all been uh, there at some point. But I know also that you have uh, particularly actually uh, stepped into a more powerful uh, way of of being and contributing to the world right and uh, you've done it very consciously or I mean I don't know if all was conscious but um, what were some of the first steps you took you know that that kind of got you out of uh, you know the uh, the path of oh I, I don't actually have you know much around to, re to receive to Oh, this is, uh, it seems to be working actually. Like, oh, this is actually happening. Wow. Can't yeah. believe. There were so many serendipitous things. And this is why I teach the way that I teach today. So one of the primary things that I'm focused on teaching is how humans can show up and use their voice. I believe that public speaking is one of the scariest things for humans to achieve because it is one of the most impactful things that we can possibly do with the instrument that is our voice. I believe that we can use our voice as medicine, actual elixir, balm to the soul of the human that's on the other side of receiving that transmission. So when I first started out, I held that belief and I wanted to strengthen my speaking skills. So the first thing that I did was I went to Toastmasters. And when I went to Toastmasters, they said to me, you don't, you don't need this. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> no, you're, you're not this, you're not this person. And they gave me my exit by not receiving me. They told me, you're not this style of speaker. This is not your home. Go find it. I wasn't offended by that. I felt like I had a graduation in one day. 
you know, and that was a sign, that was a, a synchronicity that I happened to go to that location where that leader was benevolent because you could have a leader that's jealous of your gift and now trying to beat down the gift to make a problem where it doesn't exist. So that was a sign to me that, oh, I have helping hands around this world that it's not always about someone giving me a check, a contract, wanting to sign a deal. It's about, will they be benevolent with their wisdom? And then <clears throat> another sign was I told my mom that I wanted to write a book because people were telling me that a book was a calling card. It was a great tool as a loss leader. And a loss leader is, if you know I have a book, I give the book away, I'm now a part of your life, your reality, I'm in your world. So that enhances the probability that you may want to buy a program, a digital course, uh, step into private work. You see, so I had this teaching that I should get this book out. So I tell my mom about it and my mom says, you know, and she mentions her best friend, you know, I think he might can help you. And you know how we are when our parents say they can do something. We're like, mm, mm, mm. I, I don't think that's the way of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I said, okay, mom, well, turns out this man not only was one of the top speakers traveling and African-American speakers traveling, he sat on the board of the National Speakers Association. And within one afternoon of meeting him, I had a full plan of what to do next, how to initiate. Um, then I, my cousin was working for a guy who looked over her shoulder while she was looking at my old school MySpace page for all you Gen Zers, that's a, you know, just a distant. It doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So well, former social media, and he's like, "She's beautiful. Who is that?" And she says, "It's my cousin." And he says, "I'd like to date her." She's like, "She's not gonna date you." <laughs> and he's like, "Why wouldn't she date me?" And my cousin says, "She was like, I don't know, but I just don't think she would." And that man and I ended up having a beautiful union for about a year. He was just such an intelligent lover and helped me build my business, make my book, get it out into the market. He was purposeful, orgasmically, joygasmically, moneygasmically. <laughs> and my point in sharing these kinds of stories is I'd never written a book. I had no idea how to write a book. I never sold a book, had no idea how to sell a book. Um, and yet divine order, creator, source, if you want to say God, supernatural, whatever you want to say, brought every person that said, do it this way. This is how you make it happen. The guy that I ended up dating ended up being, he was the CEO of an ad agency. So ads, graphics, all of that, my book was done with exquisite taste that I didn't have the money, the knowledge, the resources to make happen, you know? And then when I wanted to sell the book, I uh, a friend of mine said, hey, I 
got this um, book from this local store. Maybe you can sell your book there. It was a Catholic bookstore. I, I thought, well, okay. I go to meet with them. They put my book front and center. I get a call a week later. They say, would you want to do a book signing at this university? I said, sure. I get there, Toma. The woman that I'd been reading on Oprah's latest, not book club, but she was studying with a nun, an Irish nun named Joan Chittister. And I had been reading Joan's work before Oprah announced she was reading it. Then Oprah announces she's reading it. Then the nun goes on tour. Guess what the book call was? Do you want to go sign your books with another author? Yes, it was Joan Chittister. So, and Joan had just gotten off her, you know, broadcast with Oprah. So the crowd was huge. The energy was hot. I could never create that for myself. So those God winks helped me start to perceive something was working for me bigger than I could imagine. And the only times where I've fallen on my face, which I would love to talk about those times, I the times where I've fallen on my face are the times where I started to treat the sun, the moon, the earth, the stars, the wind, the rocks, uh, the ocean, the mountains, the desert, the sky, when I started to treat it and take it for granted. And when I started to act like God was a sky daddy, ticking off and checking boxes. Did you get your miracle? Are you taking care of it? You know, like my mom, did you clean your room? Did you do the dishes? Did you, you know, make sure the living room was tidy before a company came over? And I started to feel constrained and constricted and in bondage by the very things that I had prayed for. And that's where my life started to take some nasty, dark pivots and twists where betrayal and theft came into my company. Um, abuse came into my romantic relationships and infidelity came into those relationships. As a reflection, I began to um, bury myself in my body and built a body to over 345 pounds because I was so scared of the outer world, I just started hiding inside. So I love these kinds of conversations that normalize the ebbs and flows, the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, because it is not just a straight line. Wow. Yeah. And um, I mean, you even can tell it like a roller coaster. It's unbelievable. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, indeed. I, I mean, I was there with, like, with you as you were sharing that. Uh, you guys, in case you, you were there as well, please put with me. I'm with you in the comments in case you're watching this on the platform where you can do that. Um, thank you for that. It's it's an interesting way. I've, I've noticed you're very good at, at many things, but one thing that especially is like very, uh, that comes out in, incredibly is that uh, you literally uh, walk around with the universe on your side. Like I can tell, like it's basically like, oh, she's, these two are doing this together, right? And uh, I know when we talk about money, um, the majority of people don't really see or talk about it that way. What have you noticed? Like, what's something that um, have you seen that's not very helpful of how people really approach the whole subject altogether? And what is more helpful? Like, is there anything you found there's an easy switch for some people to do or to recognize what they're currently maybe 
uh, doing, that doesn't really help. Absolutely. Uh, the first thing I will say is people don't get enough sleep. If you yeah. don't get enough sleep, you will not hear your angels speak to you about where money and provision are. And if you do hear it, you won't trust it. You'll think it's insane. And I'll give you an example. I'm driving down the street the other day and Spirit says, we have some beautiful clothes for you. We want you to go to the store and get them. And I look around and I know Spirit is all about ease. So a Spirit told me that where I am, the clothes are where I am. So I'm at a stoplight. I look around, there's a department store that I don't normally go to. And I'm not gonna name it, but I just don't go to that store. And I'll say it this way. They really have clothing that in my mind is for an older generation. <clears throat> so I'm just not attracted to it. Hmm. And I say, there? And I just hear nothing. So I know it's neutral. I'm like, okay, that's my spot. Hmm. I go, I get there, and I just start putting stuff in my basket. But then all of a sudden, scarcity comes over me that I can't afford any of it. Now, it makes no sense that that scarcity is present for me. And I recognize, okay, spirit gave me one direction. We have clothes for you. I came to the store, but I just started doing things. I didn't get the next message. Hmm. So I put the clothes back. I go into a corner by myself and I say, I feel scarcity. I feel like I can't afford this. That's not real. I literally open up my bank account more than enough. Hmm. And I'm like, why is this scarcity overwhelming me? Spirit says, because we want you to spend our money. I say, well, show me what does your money look like? They said, follow us. So energetically, <clears throat> I slow myself down. I just start walking to sections of the store that look like I would love what was there. Mm -hmm. I find two beautiful pair of pants, an exquisite camisole. I mean, I just find all these beautiful pieces on crazy sale. When the woman tells me the total, I'm shocked. I walk out because obviously with these slacks, these particular slacks, I probably would have paid in a fine store, I would have paid anywhere from $400 to $800 for, the, for that kind of beautiful flowy pant. Hmm. And I paid nothing near that. Walk out of the store and I get a ding and the ding is a transaction has come through. Now that money goes to my company. It doesn't directly come to me. It was just the energetic flow of what was happening. And what most of us won't allow ourselves to do is be in flow. We're not rested. And if I wouldn't have been rested that day, I might've been annoyed at the stoplight. I might've been feeling pressure from my phone to check it at the stoplight. I wouldn't have had the energetic equity to breathe in the moment and receive divine guidance that brought me so much joy, so much peace. And then sensations of 
obedience to my own inner intuition, which really lit me the F up because I could have gone into, you know, flight, fight, freeze, or fawn energetically in the store because I got scared because scarcity presented itself. But I know I'm abundant. And I know that even if my bank account would have had $0 in it, I'm still abundant. So I knew that scarcity was foreign. So the second thing that I would say is, so number one, get rested. Number two, spend a minimum of two minutes a day in silence and hear where your thoughts go. Because I know my thoughts don't retreat to scarcity because I spend time observing my thoughts. When you're two minutes in silence, a lot of people are fighting for the silence. You don't want to fight for the silence. You want to observe where your mind retreats. Does it immediately retreat into a to-do list? Does it immediately retreat into self-deprecation? Does it immediately retreat into an argument with a significant person into your life? Does it immediately retreat into something to tell your kids they need to do? <laughs> like, where do your thoughts go? Observe that. And that's where spirit is wanting to bring you relief and release and help you dissolve overwhelm, overextension and obligation. So two minutes a day, observe, write down what I started doing. I would pull out a piece of paper, two minutes, close my eyes. You know, my mind would go to, uh, you're not enough. My mind would go to competition. My mind would go to check so-and-so's page. Uh, my mind would go to copy them. My mind would go to why do they get, a, you know, more engagement than you do, you know? And so just to even know that as a social influencer, my mind was automatically defaulting to the codes of competition, comparison, automatically defaulting to your answers are in the observing of others versus inside, go hug a tree, go sit by a stream, you know, go have some great sex, go find some good pleasure in your life and let your imagination unlock. You know, I was locked, I was locked up and a lot of people are that way. And then the third thing about money is um, people often are wanting money to be everything at one time. And here's a great example of that. I'm single. And do I believe that I have a destined soulmate available to me? I believe I have a ton of them. I get to choose. Now, when I meet said soulmate, when he comes, let's just say he's going to come to my home, pick me up. When he comes to my home, in that moment that I open the door, we are not going to meet, make love, make children, get married, introduce our families, travel the world, experience exotic locations, have great adventure. Like all of those things are not gonna happen at the moment I open that door. But the moment that people say one money affirmation, they just want spirit to bring it all in. Like I wanna open the door, I want my debt cleared. I want my college loans paid. I want millions in my bank account. I want to buy a home for my, you know, my parents. I want to travel all over. I want whatever it is. 
And so most people tie their manifestation to obligation, overextension, and overwhelm. And as a result, they really don't believe they're manifesting because they need their manifestations to be at the same uh, intensity that their money trauma was. You know, wherever the scarcity was, if scarcity hit them like that, then they want their miracles to hit them in the same way. And miracles are very soft. Trauma is not. So what I would say to solve for that is start to ask spirit to help you to observe where am I attaching my traumas to my manifestation practice so that you can separate it, work with your therapist on your trauma and work with your angel guides on your, on your manifestations. And that's what I did. And here I am. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I love it. Uh, and, you know, just to give uh, some other people more context as well, like in, in case, uh, so the, here's how I, how I also understand it, um, the, the way you you, you beautifully uh, put it out here, uh, is that what you do uh, here pretty well and what you kind of introduce people to do, because many people say, oh, money management, just like if you want more money, oh, start managing or do something specific, uh, like whatever real estate investment or anything to, you know, make make things happen. Um, but I know your teaching is very different here and, and in the, in the three steps you share, I noticed the, the common denominator is really like the, the energy, you really pay attention a lot to the energy that you feel on the every day, every moment kind of basis. And you make sure you, you keep that clean or you clean it up or you, you know, you, you let, or to, uh, to say it differently, to let the shit go <laughs> yeah. so that the beauty can come, uh, yeah. right. That is awesome. I, I love that because it's a very, uh, you know it's funny enough first it sounds easy right but it's actually it sounds like the actual more difficult thing to do because on a regular basis you kind of have to go where is my mind going right now and you know probably put it down somehow or let it go in some shape or form uh right well i will say that i in doing this mindful practice i'm actually my mind is present i was riddled saturated with ADHD, saturated. I forgot everything, drop data all the time. I would tell my team one thing on Monday, by the time they delivered it on Wednesday, I wanted something else. I was scattered and I felt beholding to it. I was drinking Red Bulls. I was taking Sudafed. I was, you know, which is like ghetto Ritalin, you know, I was just doing all of those things to keep up with my success. Forbes, NPR, USA Today, you name it. And it was tearing me up because I wasn't allowing my spotlight to hold me. I started holding my spotlight and that overwhelmed me and it overwhelmed my money it overwhelmed my manifestation and it stopped me from living my true mission. I started to live work and work will never pay you enough. Mm. You will never feel good enough doing it. And um, you, you always end up with the short end of the stick. Right, right, beautiful. Uh, thank you for that. I think that was uh, really great. Um, all of you guys who are listening in, please uh, share what is one of your takeaways from this conversation until now. Let's move into our final section. 
Um, is, is there any particular, um, I know you already shared like some, some tools and, and steps of how to really go about things. Is there any exercise that you love doing on a regular basis that you want to maybe even guide people through or, or that you want to share with people, uh, so that they can slowly step into feeling better with themselves and their money and their intuition and everything that their spirit is kind of, you know, calling them to do. Um, if yes, there's any absolutely. one exercise that you have, please share, that'd be great. Yeah, one thing that I will say is if you're listening to this conversation with Toma and myself, do I say myself, Toma and I, Toma and me? If you're listening to us, <laughs> your highness and me. That. <laughs> That's right. If you're listening to us, it's a sign. It's a sign that you're on path. It's a sign that you're aligned. It's a sign that you're meant to live a prosperous, abundant, beautiful life. It's a sign that your unique brilliance, your neurodivergence, it matters. It is a sign. It's a sign that the color of your skin, the shape of your body, all of it is perfect and beautiful. It's a sign that the way you wear your hair, the clothes you choose, um, you know, the way that you walk, the way that you talk, it's all perfect and beautiful and destined and necessary. And I, I want to say that because all of us have to know that we are unrepeatable miracles, that there is no one and no thing that is identical to us. And that is the magic of who we are. So what you and I are sharing are these aspects of life and awareness, these principles and codes of consciousness that you can apply onto your path are not designed to support you to fix yourself. There is nothing about you that needs to be fixed, even if you may feel it. You are being expanded into the highest, most beautiful, eloquent consciousness of you. And somebody would say, well, isn't that semantics? Doesn't that also mean I need to fix myself? To fix would mean we have to assume you're broken. Hmm. And to be broken means at some point the creator wasn't holding you. Hmm. That is never the case. And so when my mother was being beaten by my father, she felt broken because my father dropped her, but the creator grabbed her. How do we know? Look how I exist today. Had she been broken, she wouldn't have formed and shaped and rallied this girl. <laughs> you know, this girl. So I want to leave that into the space with love and compassion and just big acceptance for all the listeners. Now, when it comes to an it, I was guided to write what I've called the codes of magnetism. Because what I recognize is that one of the greatest tools that we can use for free is the power of our speech and the power of our written word. Those two things we can do for free, for free, for free. I'm speaking right now, it's free. Now, it's costing me my time. It costs me my economy of attention that I read and study things that give me a lexicon of information that makes the information that I share fertile and valuable. So I thought, well, I'm gonna start writing things that help people be fertile and valuable for their path too. 
And this is such a divine manifestation for me because I realized I had an energy leak. I was waiting to be a writer. I was waiting to be an orator. I was waiting for that moment to come versus assuming it in my imagination and playing with it in my realm of imagination so much so that I got the courage to do it in the outer world. So this is definitely a project of my courage and confidence. I know you would think I wasn't nervous recording these, but I was. So I'm going to share one with you all. And so, Ma, we can put them in the show notes, right? So that people can access them for free. Yeah, they'll be accessible right below. Okay, perfect. And here's one of the tools that just helps you. One is, um, let's see, which one do I want to? Oh, I love this one. This is a magnetism code on trusting that you hear from source. Because we can often be afraid, especially if we have a trauma mind, if we have any type of mental affect happening in our mind, which most of us do, because mental illness is contagious. So if anyone raised us with some type of um, undiagnosed, unprocessed mental illness, bipolar, ADHD, et cetera, we got it by contagion. Mm. So we can often feel like we don't hear from source because we hear multiple voices inside. Mm. We are hearing those multiple voices inside because those people have guided us in the past, past teachers, former friendships, et cetera. And now it's ping-ponging. So we're like, well, which one is God? <laughs> which, which one is the big dog? I need to know. <laughs> so here's a code that I've written and you say this out loud. So in the document, I give you access to read it and then you can tap a button and listen to it on your podcast app on the go as well. So you would say, angels guides universe. I am open and available to hear and receive divine wisdom through my life. I am open and available to pay attention to the whispers that come through my body in the form of shapes, symbols, colors, words, numbers, and sweet pieces of information that guide my path moment by moment. I am open and available to release what no longer serves me so that my energy is restored to my creativity, imagination, and well-being. I know that I am heard. I know that I hear. I speak these words with power and acceptance. So it is. And so that code allows you to receive in all the ways that your neurodivergence will play it out. Shapes, symbols, colors, words, numbers, any way of information that your angels will gift it to you. And you get to let that go, let go what no longer serves you. And you get to speak that prayer as many times, that code as many times, those words, whatever you want to call it, a poem. But I call it codes because that's you programming yourself saying, I know that I hear, I know that I'm heard, I know that I receive. And that is an antenna. It upgrades your frequency and it upgrades what you attract and who you attract and the quality of what you attract in the in a really sweet and soft way. 
Nice. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Uh, you guys, uh, please make sure you get the codes. Uh, and and how would they use them? Like on a regular basis, daily? What's what's like a good practice to to go about it? So you know. I suggest that you use them as a consistent resource because there's a code on surrender to trust your online success, a code on trusting your ideas, trusting yourself on camera, trusting your voice on audio. Uh, visibility for clients and collaborations. So I give you the words to speak that actually enhance and upgrade your visibility mm -hmm. so that you can be seen by the people that you're meant to collaborate with to draw in more cash flow for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then there's a code on vitality and energy for your business mission. And what I love about that one is so many entrepreneurial leaders just get tired because their energetics are going, you know, running back and forth, doing so many things. And there are seasons of that. And, you know, there's a code for aligned clients and cash flow upgrade. So I say, read these codes, listen to these codes. And I recorded them in a hypnotism kind of sound. So they're, it's really cool the way they sound. You can listen to them on the go. You, you're not being hypnotized, but they help you when you need them. So I say, when you need them, pull them out. And that to me would be probably every week as a consistent tool. Wow. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, I really love that. Uh, to all of you guys who are listening also right now, you probably know by now that I'm uh, always playing my life as well, somewhere uh, in the realms between magic and, and mystery. Uh, and and this definitely falls into the into the place where you get to tap into something you may feel is a little bit like magic, right? Something that you may feel is like, oh, really, right? And so I love that because I've been kind of uh, living in that reality for quite some time now, and it is freaking amazing. Uh, I think uh, the way I, I would I would really love to to that symbolizes for me is basically imagine you'd be snipping your fingers and smiling to yourself of how amazing actually things are. Um, different way of how another uh, teacher <clears throat> put it that I have listened to was that remember that 15 billion years or something like that have passed for you and everything to be here right now exist in this form, be in this kind of individual space where you get to express all kinds of things right like literally stars had to fall apart so that you can be here all right how, how awesome is that uh so i really really appreciate that i appreciate everything you, you shared with us allison uh, it's been really really cool not only to be there for, uh, you know and 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 work with you uh, in the past right and 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 just watch your show also all of you guys if you have not actually seen her instagram shows it's amazing really fun as well it's really cool so please check that out um, and, uh, of course, you know, everything you've, you've produced, uh, you know, does really elevate the vibe. I can totally feel it any second. Uh, so thank you so much for that, for spending your time and attention, uh, with us sharing that. And, uh, well, uh, I, I really hope, uh, we can play uh, again, any closing words for our uh, audience. Yes, there was one thing that came through when you said something earlier, you were talking, we were talking about the money thing and you said, so for those of us that are hearing we should be investing at younger ages and we don't have anything to invest, etc. Hmm. So one thing about supernatural living and um, I, I love S's, I feel like if you live a significant life, uh, you live a supernatural reality, the spotlight will hold you all the S's, all the S's. So my cousin 
was looking to invest, but he didn't have a lot of money to invest. He was guided. I think I told you the story at dinner somewhere. He was guided to this newspaper, read the newspaper, and there was a property to purchase for one dollar. Hmm. And he decided to look it up, make sure it didn't have any tax liens on it. You know, it was clean and clear. He purchases uh, the property and holds on to it, maintains it, does his thing. It's been several years now, just found out they're about to do major reconstruction in that area. He is now going to be able to sell this property for a significant amount of money. And it has cost him under $1,000 to maintain it all these years. And now here's this gorgeous miracle coming to blossom. Listen to your whispers. Trust your soul's intuition. Spend time in silence and be yourself at all costs. <laughs> that's, my, that's my last words. Thank you for that. All right, you guys. And with that, uh, we wrap up our show for today. I hope you really enjoyed it. Please put in the comments whatever you felt has been powerful. Tag Allison if you can so she sees that you have seen and heard all the beautiful things that she shared today. Uh, also, do get the codes uh, that she's sharing here in the show notes below. Uh, grab them because uh, they are going to uplevel your life for sure. And of course, check out everything she does. I kid you not. Yes, everything. Go right now and do that. Uh, and apart from that, obviously, enjoy the rest of your day, week, year, and life. <laughs>